I, I remembered it. Mr. Halls, he'd got uh, somebody killed him Ooh. with a hatchet. Uh, in a little while, he said, boy, we got plenty of time. It ain't no, ain't no need of nobody being in no hurry, but I'm just going to be poking along. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hey Now Bound Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Shane. Terry. Gerald. Mr. Terry, Mr. Gerald join us today with a career in trucking, big 18-wheeler, big rigging, and then also farming and produce. And they've got some life experiences that are really took your heart. So without further ado, we're gonna to get to telling some stories. Yeah, Gerald, Gerald and Terry are actually actually kin folks of mine. They've yeah. <laughs> uh, known me ever since I was born. And Gerald, Gerald tells quite a few stories about some of our kinfolk. Uncle Faker Hayes. He was another. He was he was my mother's uncle by marriage. He married one of Grandpa Thomas's sisters. Yeah. And he lived right back down here. Mm-hmm. And he walked a lot to where he went. He one day he walked up to Grandpa Thomas's, which he lived, Grandpa lived on Jim Thomas Road over here, which that road's named after him. Right. Well, he had to come by. That's where you go to church there. Uh, Great, or what did you call Union it? Grove. Union Grove. He had to come by Union Grove Baptist Church, and several years ago there was a Methodist church that about fifty or sixty yards this really? side. I didn't of, know that. Yeah, there was. I still remember oh. when the building was there. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know either. Uncle Fate come up there telling said I walked by the church and they was both having church. They'd come by the Baptist church and they were singing. Will there be any stars in my crown and my crown? Will there be any stars in my crown? And so, so they walked on out there by the Methodist church and they were singing, No, not one. No, <laughs> oh. not one. <laughs> <laughs> no you stars got, in your crown. You told on him, hadn't they? Not a yeah. one. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, you don't think it, it, they was telling him, No, not one, because they knew who he was. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that may have been Lord talking to him. Just the Lord <laughs> talking to him. What was? Did you have a CB handle, Terry? Boss man. The boss man. Yeah. So we have wild man and boss man yeah. right here on the. That's right. On in the person. show in person. <laughs> I ain't a line. I ain't a line. That's where. That's where I get that from, right? There's several. There's several tales that we've heard over the years, and I look and I say. Come on now. It's hard Come, to believe. That's hard to believe. But then you hear them and they say, I ain't a lying. <laughs> Double I, down on the truth. I went and got my hair cut this week at, down at Joe Young's. You know, oh, my yeah. cousin Judith cuts my hair. And, of course, she is asking about the podcast and all. And I told her, uh, you know, who we, who we had coming up. And she said, now, you have to tell them now. On that podcast, they ain't nothing but the truth told mm. on the Hayden, Alabama <laughs> podcast. And I said, wait a minute. Let me tell you, Daryl got called out. Daryl did on Facebook. He they said that dynamite story sounded like it wasn't true. <laughs> That's what the man said. So don't be telling those stories that sound like they might be untrue. Now, well, uh, I ain't gonna do that. So you you got a, you got one of the one of your trucking stories. Well, yeah, I was gonna tell about the frog foots if that's the only ones to tell. I got it a good one about Uncle Short. But well, let's it ain't hear trucking. it. That's all right. No, we ain't, you ain't got to be about trucking. You no. tell good stories. That's what we're here <laughs> yeah. for. Uncle Short, if Uncle Short's a good one, we want to hear it. Well, it is. He, uh, you know, he liked to ride around with his buddies and drink and all mm -hmm. and cut up. Well, he was my mother's brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
There's several of them out. Uncle Short, Tom Cowell, uh, Gene Blaylock, and Doc Mark. May have been another two with them. They was out of riding around one night, and they was into the spirits, you know. <laughs> the little S spirits. Yeah. And State Trooper... George Brown stopped them up there close to Cleveland that night and made all of them get out of the car. And uh, little Doc Mark was driving. Mm-hmm. When they all got out, the trooper made a comment about, well, looks like the driver's the drunkest one of the bunch. Mm. Uncle George said, yeah, yeah, he is. He's the drunkest of all of us. Said he got too drunk to sing, so we put him to driving. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know your place in the yeah. world. Don't you? <laughs> Reassign him. Look, if you can't hold your tune, you gotta go over and drive a little bit. That's, That's hilarious. But if it's okay, I'll tell you one about frog foot. Just let's hear it. Just a few seconds. That's bro. all right. Let's let's hear it. There's a good little uh, Cajun restaurant down in Henderson, Louisiana, on I-10. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of truck parking and all, and. I used to stop there at mealtime and eat because it, it's real good. They really cooked all kinds of swamp food good. And there's these two drivers driving a moving van. They'd got out of their truck right ahead of me and walked in. And you'd walk in there and go up to the counter and look at the menu, make your order, pay. And then you'd go back there and sit down. They cooked it right after you ordered. Mm-hmm. And they'd bring it out to you. Well, they were standing up there with one in front was looking at the menu and he read frog legs down there on the menu, and he turned around to the other and said, man, they got frog foots here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fried frog foots. Yeah. Well, if they got frog foots, we got to try one or two. Yeah. <laughs> I can honestly say I ain't ever ate a frog foot. Boy, I got tickled. I had to bite my lips to keep from... Blurt now. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> now, I've had fr- plenty of frog legs now, boss man. But right on down below there to the foot. Right on down below <laughs> yes, there's right. the foot, and I ain't had yep. never bite of them. Yep. <clears throat> sure hadn't. I'll tell Psalm 1, I want to, it's the, how do you spell truth? The T-R-U-F-F. No, the truth. With T-H. That's truth. T-R-U-T-H. Truth. Truth. All right. Daddy, I don't know who got it out of the mailbox, but uh, Daddy got a letter addressed to him for, well, first, y'all need to know that uh, Banger was the post office. There wasn't Mm -hmm. no post office. Right. Banger Route 1. Route 1. Route 1, Banger Route 1. The rural route. Yeah. It's still pretty rural, but anyhow, it was real rural then. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, anyhow, I got that letter that with the ad- the address on it was Mister Thomas with the peach orchards and the ten boys, Route that, One, Banger, Alabama. That's how it was addressed, and that's how we got it. Yep, mother kept that thing for a long time. <laughs> yeah. She was proud of that. Yeah. Of course, you say, you know, 10 boys, that narrows it down just a little bit. Yeah, they and the peach orchard. And the peach orchard. Yeah. Very specific. And the 10 boys. What was the letter for? It was, The best I remember it was wanting to know when Georgia Bells was going to be right. Oh, mm-hmm. wouldn't know when. A certain pe- peach. When can we You've come heard pick of Georgia Bells. I have. I got yeah. a funny story about, about peaches, certain peaches. Y'all remember Jake Washburn? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had plenty, you know, he grew plenty of. Well, that's all he did is truck farm all his life. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that, back on yeah, your 60s, early 70s, the farmer's market in Birmingham was the place to be. Mm-hmm. If you had to sell fruits or vegetables, that's the place to sell them. Well, he was down there on the market. He had him a load of peaches, and the these ladies coming by, and they'd say, uh, I, "I'm looking for a, I'm looking for these these peaches." Oh yeah, yeah, we got them, we got them right here. And he'd go over <laughs> and he'd get him a bag and put it right in there, and then the next folks come by and say, "Hey, we're looking for the early early girl peaches." Oh, I got them right over here. You know, got them, got them back. He sold out of every peach he had, and every one of them was the same That's type. Exactly peach. right. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever they you wanted, need, he had them. I got them. This is a peach, and it's folks what you're looking for. Well, and that's that's the reality. Most folks don't know what they're asking for or what they're wanting. No, they, they just heard somebody say it. Yeah, and them farmers, they didn't, they's just gonna sell them mm-hmm. a peach, buddy. Here, yeah, you'll like these. And they they try or he'd even cut them open. Here, yeah, try them. This is oh, that's exactly the ones I'm looking for. <laughs> Found them. Now riding the road that many miles that you did, I know you've seen some crazy things. Oh gosh, yes, because I you're am. sitting up tall, looking down mm-hmm. at all us in the our lowlies, lowly folk. Mm-hmm. Tell me one of the craziest things you ever saw riding in that truck. Well, I can't tell you. You can't tell me. No. Well, you got one that maybe just dialed down a little bit. You it might could tell down a little bit. Or if you cut this off, I could tell yeah, you. Yeah, you cut it off, I could tell you. Well, you got one you can tell that a kid might could listen to. I was trucking across 278 one day on my way to Gadsden with a load of coal years ago, and there's this old man and woman past me had an Arkansas tag on their car. And they had the, the back window rolled down about that far. And there's an old cat standing up in the window looking. Well, about right after they got beat by me, that old cat jumped out of the oh. car. Mm. He gone. He gone. And went on. Well, they, I got them stopped about a half a mile on down the road, and I told them that old woman, she'd done miss a cat, and she was about to cry. Uh, I said, well, you, your cat got out about a half mile back up the road up there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and she, she said, well, I told Homer not to leave that window cracked that much. That cat never did like to ride anyway. <laughs> <laughs> never liked to ride anyway. I told Homer not to leave that cat in there. <laughs> That's why did you say that. I was, I was heading to work one day back when I used to work in Birmingham. And I was riding behind this vehicle, and I looked under. I said, "What is underneath that thing?" It was just a, a ball or something. We got down there about Malfunction Junction. Now, it rode for five or six miles from Fultondale down to Malfunction Junction. And here in a minute, I seen fur just flying. <laughs> Old cat had finally give up, got tired of holding on, I guess, and it just rolled down the interstate. Fur's going everywhere. Well, I don't think that cat made it. No, he did make it. He he caught his feet and took off. Across the interstate. Didn't you, get hit. Just You mean 70 miles an hour, it drops that off. That was the, on his eighth lap. Yeah, he's yeah, on his eighth lap. It must have been him. He did. It was fur flying everywhere. He caught his feet and went shot across the interstate. But I, tough animals. I promise you, he didn't make it back. And there ain't no way he made it back home because there ain't no telling where the, that vehicle could come from. You know? That old cat that jumped out of that car, they wasn't going to have probably 55 miles an hour, but that old cat done some slipping, sliding, and tumbling. Tumbling. <laughs> Do you have one you about? You can tell one about it, Uncle Walt. Yeah, I was going to. Go ahead on. Y'all get through. 
1956, Daddy bought the Beacon Motel on Laguna Beach, Panama, well, off Panama City. Y'all know where Laguna mm. Beach is, I'm sure. It's it's Beacon Sandpiper now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my but, goodness. But it's old. It's all together. It was, it was just, I think it had 30-something units and painted pink and white. And uh, But that's not the story. The story is, out of the blue, General, my daddy, he said, Terry, go fill up that newest pickup. Mm-hmm. It was a 56 Ford pickup. Go fill it up with gas and go pick up your Uncle Walt. That's all he said. I said, yes, sir. So I filled it up with gas and went to Warrior. And his house was right across from the this international church. Mm-hmm. That's where his house was, right there on the hill. Anyhow, I went and picked him up. He come out with a shotgun and a thirty-eight pistol, and uh, and and got in and told me where to go, <laughs> head toward Birmingham. Head towards Birmingham. And and you couldn't if you when you stopped at a red oh don't pick <laughs> when you stopped at a red light. I don't care how hard you're trying to take off just as it turns green mm-hmm. you couldn't beat him he said let's go he's ready to go every time every time 100% of the time you stop at a red light and before you could take off he'd say let's go he make sure he knew you were supposed to be going yeah but anyhow I still nobody told me what we were doing yeah we went to the first national bank in Birmingham and it's it was somewhere around 2nd Avenue North mm-hmm. big tall building and he told me where to pull into the parking lot. What the deal was, Daddy was borrowing $35,000 from mm-hmm. him. And in money today, that'd be half Quite a million. Bit. Yeah. At least. At least. Mm. And I know they had ways that he could handle it different. The money was going to the State National Bank in Oneonta, mm-hmm. where the money was going to. And it could have been handled on paper or something, but Uncle Walt, he had to get it, so he went down there. He come out of the bank with a big sack, which I never looked in the sack. Didn't I, didn't take a look in there, Terry. That's where the money was, the money was at, and and, and uh, he laid the pistol beside of me. Mm-hmm. Said, "Can you shoot that pistol?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "That's kind of like one Daddy's got. I've shot it a lot." And he had the shotgun. Yeah. He said, "Let's go to Honey on." <laughs> So we delivered that $35,000 to Aniana. You almost felt like you was riding stagecoach back back in the old <laughs> days, wasn't you? But that was, He's working I mean, for Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. But that was something. Mr. Halls over at Blunt Springs, he was like if you leave this your church and come up there toward Hayden, just about 200 yards up there, there was a road that went to the left. That went up on Halls Mountain which was a peach orchard okay. back then. All right, I remembered it. Mr. Halls had got uh, somebody killed him Ooh. with a hatchet. He had some... That's uh, personal. <laughs> somebody got he, serious. He had him. some game chickens down behind his house, and he went down there one night to feed them and never come back. And I don't know that whole story. All <laughs> they finally... Well, they finally... So that's his election. They arrested an old black man for it, but he didn't... They wasn't sure it was him, and they never did really stick him because yeah. he didn't stay in 
depend very long where they let them out. Mm -hmm. But I remember that, and he, there were several. I probably yeah, I remember when that. They was probably still forty acres of good orchard up there, mm -hmm. and so I decided to cut through sixty nine. It ain't like it is now, but anyhow, that's the way I come out and come to Blunt Springs and went up on a mountain. I was going to look and see what the peaches looked like. And, and the, everything I saw was still green and about that big and clean, mm -hmm. you know. It wasn't like you just thought somebody had been taking care of them, but it wasn't. Yeah. Somebody had built a pasture fence all the way around that land, and I couldn't drive all the way over in there. I had to stop at the fence. And I walked over and looked at the peaches, and they looked good, and I'm thinking, where can I fill up a spray machine? Where Mr. Hawes used to fill it up at a spring there, it was, there wasn't no water there anymore. So I saw this little road going down the hill toward 31 Highway. Mm -hmm. Little big trail. Yeah. And so I walked down there, and there was a nice little pond down there about 50 yards. And I said, well, here's where whoever took care of these peaches last had been filling up the spray machine. And this was back when very few deer in this country. Yeah. If you've seen a track, it's like right now you've seen an eight-pointer. Yeah, 12 just seeing a track. Just seeing a track. Yeah. And so there was a cow trail going down from that pond, and I decided I'm going to walk down this trail a little while and see if I see any deer tracks. So I'm walking down that trail just looking down, walking on down the trail looking down, and uh, – and uh, about that time, I looked up a little, and I saw a bunch of sacks, empty paper bags, big sacks, mm -hmm. throwed over. And I said, man, I don't know what that is. Ain't nobody been spraying these peaches. And uh, I walked a little bit further, and I was right between three big vats of wildcat whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> They was filling some up, some sprayers up, but it wasn't for the peaches, was it? Makes it peach moonshine. I, I didn't panic yet. Yeah. I done a bout face just like I did when I was in the army. <laughs> I done a bout face, and I walked slowly, calmly back to the pond. Mm -hmm. And they was about straight up almost going up into the field. Mm -hmm. I bet it was that steep, about 40 or 50 yards Man, I had to hang on because my legs was going. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I run up that hill wide open. And, and I run about 40 yards out in the field and collapsed. Yeah, I mean, that's just started. like a jet taking off and running out of fuel. You was running I mean, out of fuel. I, I didn't, so I got Adrenaline doesn't run out. I got a pocket knife in one hand. And there was a big old peach limb about that big around laying there where it had been sawed off. Mm -hmm. And I got it in the other hand. And it was getting close to dark, and I thought, they may get me, <laughs> which I hadn't seen nobody. Yeah. But you know they was around there There's somebody. Somebody was somewhere, but I said, they may get me, but they're going to be a fight. They're going to have to fight. And so I, I laid there and rested a little bit, and I got up and started walking toward the truck, which was a quarter of a, about a quarter of a mile from where mm -hmm. I was at. And it was getting dark. And I thought about cutting through. Gerald, you remember where Uncle Joe Swan's place was? Yeah. All right. Grandpa's. Grandpa Uncle Joe Swan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyhow, I was thinking about cutting through there and coming out over what you call cock coal, but mm-hmm. we called it uh, Lewis, Homer Lewis coal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, but I said, if I get off in them big woods, it's going to get dark on me and I may get lost. So mm-hmm. I decided to trust it and go to my truck. And I, and I walked to my truck. And after I got that truck turned around, if anybody had gotten away, they'd got run over. Uh, you, you got, you right got it turned around and got yeah. out of Dodge. I come on out of there, and uh, Cracker Black, he just happened to be the main man in, in my book. Yeah. But Cracker Black, the real Cracker Black, he was running that little store that's still there now. Mm-hmm. Only, only they're not a real store there. Yeah. You know, they, they're not a store. I don't know what it is now, but it was a store then. Used to be. And Cracker was running it. And uh, and I stopped there to get me a cold drink. Cracker said, hey, Terry, man, I ain't seen you in a long time. And I don't think I saw him in several years. And I said, no, I hadn't saw you either, Cracker. What are you doing over here? And I said, well, I've been up on Halls Mountain and looking to see, looking at them peaches, see if I might be able to talk to Miss Halls, you know, mm-hmm. and spray them and pick them and everything and, and he, he said, what did they look like? And I said, there were some good peaches up there. But I <laughs> I believe Cracker knew. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't doubt it. He might have known a little I inside believe Cracker knew, you know. What was going on yeah. in the peach orchard. Y'all, all right. Y'all know where the old big white mansion is? Go up 31 Highway. Yes. To Blush Prime. Mm-hmm. Right. On 26. One, see, me and Jerry remembers when there's oh, eight or ten mansions left. Yeah, in Blush Springs, mm-hmm. maybe not that many, but five or six. Anyhow, this this steel was straight up behind that. Uh, That's where there's going in and out there. But I'm gonna tell you one thing: I didn't tell nobody. Well, I told Glenn Bagwell, my dad-in-law, but I didn't tell. I didn't go call the law, or I mm-hmm. didn't tell nobody. No, because you didn't uh, want a target on your back, did no. you? <laughs> Just leave that alone. Just let that lay. All right, this is a little bit add to the story. Probably five years later, uh, when we come over to Mother's for the get-together, Daddy had done been passed away a few years, and we come over to Mother on Christmas for the get-together, and a lot of times we'd have our shotguns and we'd go in the woods to see if we could jump a deer or something. Mm-hmm. And I suggested that we go to Hall's Mountain. Uh, I remember it's Paul and James and Johnny Burt and Alan Franklin. Might have been a nun. Larry Joe was probably in the bunch. If he knew it, he was. If he knew it, he Anyhow, was in the bunch. We all went up there and just stalking a little to see if we might shoot, if it might jump a deer. And I said, I said, let's go down there where that steel is. I ain't scared to go down there. <laughs> Five or six of us were shot. <laughs> it's, it's a pile of and us. And he'd been busted up for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know when it got busted up, but it had been busted up for probably two or three years. Yeah, what is when we what does busted up mean? Give well, us the law would come in and cut it up with axes and stuff where you couldn't up, reuse it. Tanks and all up. Yeah, Bust, basically it is. They just whacked them, <clears throat> them tanks, some copper tanks, real good, where it was too wide a gap for them to patch it back up. Oh yeah, it was. Well, it's just. Tore it up. In other words, I used axes. And I got one more everything. little Uncle Fate tale. It won't take me but a couple of minutes <laughs> you if you tell want it. to hear it. Well, he, 
him and Uncle Felix, which we called him Uncle Red because he's red-headed and all his mother's uncle, Felix was. Mm -hmm. They'd been to Birmingham in an old Model A car. Coming back, they had a flat there along about Morris, somewhere along yeah. in there. We got out, and Uncle, Fate, Uncle Felix said, well, Fate, what are we going to do? We don't have a jack. We can't change that tire without a jack. Fate said, well, let's play a, pray about it, Felix. Just so they got down, and Uncle Fate started praying. He said, Lord, this is Fate Hayes. If you can hear me up there, me and my brother-in-law, Felix Thomas, were broke down down here and need some help. <laughs> So we got through praying, and they got up, and Uncle Felix said, well, fate, I doubt if we'll get any help now. You told him who we are. <laughs> <laughs> Identified you. Yeah, if you would have kept that quiet part quiet, we might have fixed that flat tire for us. Yeah. That's funny. Now, Gerald, you wasn't here last week when we talked to Terry, and he mm -hmm. told us about running past the graveyard. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember, one. he said you was in the bunch. Yes, I was. He didn't allude that you might have been the one that broke, but he just said somebody broke. No, I think uh, Pat Adams was oh, the one was that Pat. broke first. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who broke. There might have been Bobby Joe. You know, Bobby Joe was spending the night with me that night. I know, and y'all forgot to stop at your house. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept well, running right on by. Uh, it might have been Bobby Joe that broke first, but anyway, just like a covey of quail. <laughs> Just gone. <laughs> you got you got some more, Terry? If you remember know. some, let's hear them. Now's the time to tell them. After we leave, we can't hear them. All right, Blunt Springs. Mm -hmm. Let's go back yeah. in the 1800s. Woo. Yeah. We're going long Mine and Gerald's great grand. I don't remember much about that. <laughs> I know what I know because mine, your grandma told us. Uh, they lived on Halls Mountain. Mm-hmm. And she was a Gillum. It was our great grandpa Gillum. Lived up on Hall Hall. They lived Mountain. in the Gillum Bend over here. Yeah, that but they this time when I'm telling about they lived on Hall's Mountain. I never did know they lived on Hall's Mountain. You That's my my same You didn't ask grandma. Say, same grandpa Gillum. I, I, I know nice, grandma nice told us one. about it. Anyhow, back grandma was a little girl. Back then they had saloons, mm -hmm. and, of course, Bangor was a county seat of Blount County. I didn't know that. They had jailhouses, hotels, mm -hmm. Bangor Cave, and all no that. Idea. I do know the Bangor Cave was, and Blount Springs was rocking. It was a completely different Back world. To, anyhow, Grandma would tell us all about it, and the, they had a, what they called a Surrey. It was a fancy wagon of some kind that you come on over to Ward Hayden, there was a road went up to the railroad. Mm -hmm. And they had some kind of building there. And, and people come from all over the country to Blunt Springs to to spend time and everything. You know? On the railroad. And they'd send it. The Surrey would carry the band up there. And they'd be playing. The band would be playing mm -hmm. when the people got off the train. And they would haul them back down to Blunt Springs. But getting on to the story... When the grandpa was a constable. <laughs> grandpa Swan was. But this is Grandpa Gillum. Gillum wouldn't run the taxi service, according to Grandma Swan. It hauled people from the train to the hotels. Grandpa Swan was a constable at Blunt Springs. 
Maybe she lied. <laughs> well, go, go, go ahead and finish it. Go, go ahead and finish it. According to her story, they lived on Hall's Mountain. Maybe she and lied. When, when the rough people got real rough yeah. down there and trying to cut up, and, you know, they got too drunk and trying mm-hmm. to raise cane cut up, they'd send word. For Grandpa to come. Yeah. And he'd come down there, and all he had to do was tell them to go home. Right. And they'd go home. And I remember one time, Paul, my brother, asked Grandma, said, how, how tall was Grandpa? And she said, six, eight. Woo. He said, ain't no wonder they went on. No six, kidding. eight. My land. Well, the way I heard it, uh, Grandma Swan told me, you know, Grandpa Gillum died at 42 years old. Well, I didn't say how old he was. Well, I know it. But <laughs> Grandma Swan said she was raised in the Gillum Bend over here by her mother. Yeah, I knew there was her, after the Grandpa the died. Yeah. Uh, but she told me that Grandpa Swan, George Swan, was a constable of Blunt's brain. A constable. Yeah. Now, folks that don't know what a constable is. That's the high lawman in the, the city. The lawman. <laughs> That's the one that enforces the law. Pretty much a sheriff, but not a sheriff. And George Swan lived on... Hall's Mountain, and Daddy took me where the house place was up there one day and showed me. Well, tell us, take us back in that time a little bit. You said that Bangor, Alabama, Blunt Springs, Alabama, used to be hopping. It had the, it was the oh, county yeah, seat. Where was, were all the buildings at? When they had the Bangor Cave open, to, it was a gambling hall. Wasn't gambling it? hall. Yeah. I went and looked at the face of it one time. Never uh, been in it. Yeah, the county seat was at Blunt Front. I mean, at Bangor. Well, where was all the buildings? All around. All but, around. I mean, there. we're not old enough to really know, but our, about our mother and daddy and grandmas and all them knew. They did. But they yeah. just been tore down, I when, guess. Yeah, a lot of, most of them had. When men him was growing up, back way back in our younger days, there's about four or five stores at Bangor. Yeah. Well, you know, there's an old church still standing back there, and it's probably late. Yeah, that's a Methodist church. You're standing on the right of 31 up on the hill. Right I remember the first time I ever went in Bangor Cave, there was an old piano still in there. You know, yeah, not the playable, cabin. yeah. And and part of the floor where they burned it out. See, in the 30s is when they raided it and burned it, burned it out. Yeah, Sheriff Ed and, Miller blew that place up. Yeah, and I met his niece and sold her one of my books. About Ed well, Miller's in my book as a sheriff of Blount County. I knew Me his Kerry son. and Gerald and thought Ed Miller was God almost. Ed Miller was a sheriff. He was he was the law man. He laid down the law. And he he didn't wear no uniform. He just wore regular clothes and he didn't wear no pistol on his side. I knew his but son. That, you see the old railroad tracks. It was I mean obviously CSX runs through there still, but. It used to run up and down 31. I mean, that was railroad. That was railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be. I didn't know that. That was yeah. That was where the old railroad went. That I think it was L and N or something at that point. Yeah, it was L and N. Yeah. Big Walt was an engineer on L and N. Really? You didn't know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Well, oh, well, you noticed in my book. Well, Walt, I guess Big Walt Thomas out of Warrior was it the was it the throttle on the. On the hummingbird. On the hummingbird. You look up the hummingbird. That was a fancy, one of the fanciest uh, train trains. You know, passenger train. Yeah. And that thing had run ninety, hundred mile an hour. What? 
Yeah, yeah. They, brought, they brought them from all over the place down here to Blunt Springs. And they would, you know, what they was coming down here for is go dip in that stinking sulfur water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as a kid, I couldn't stand going by and smelling that. It just yeah. smells like rotten eggs. But that's what they'd pile in there. Getting, get, going in there and dipping. And <laughs> they got in their mind that it would help them. Bathing. I drank and, some of that water. It's, have you ever drank it? It's, like, it's just like. You wouldn't want to drag it. Yeah, well, they used to claim it. They used to bottle it and ship it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you 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 ever seen the old Blunt Spring bottles? The those blue, blue ones? ones, man, they're beautiful. That's what they ship the water in. There's a bunch. They're bottles. worth a bunch of money if you if you get one. The bottle, the bottle, the old bottles. You know. I, I, I ain't ever found buy one. one. I don't think I'm gonna buy one either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just junk, around. That's right. Just just junk. <laughs> Our grandpa. Thomas and our grandpa Swan and uh, some of the Johnsons up on Hog Mountain used to haul produce and Uncle Faith Hayes mm-hmm. used to haul produce from here to the Bur- to Birmingham mm-hmm. on a mule and a whack. Yeah. They'd get their produce gathered, you know, like today and, uh, and, and sometime after dinner they'd take off and they'd get They'd get down to uh, uh, what's that name? Them springs down there. Down there, right this side of Morris. There, uh, Walker Springs. No, there's something else. I, I can't remember. Anyhow, they get down there and they camp out. Mm-hmm. You know that night, and then they'd go on in and and they was a store. I we can remember when they was a store on nearly every block. Mm-hmm. In Birmingham, you know, it wasn't a big store, but it was a store, store. Mm-hmm. grocery store where you buy groceries and all. Little kind of mom and stop, yeah, store yeah. all over. But time. anyhow, of course, you know how it was then. And a lot of times they sell out before they ever got to the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sell as they go down through there. Yeah, but they, the, the part of the story, the well, there's two parts of it. Doc Johnson. <laughs> He couldn't talk plain. He, he couldn't talk plain. But he, boy, I heard mother tell a many story on him. But anyhow, he he would uh, he he was one of them kind that was going to be first. Fizz anyway, Doc would get up that morning when they was going on into the market, and he'd get up for everybody else, and and. Uh, now, boys, and they'd always cook breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, before they go in. Now, boys, it ain't no, it ain't no need to be in no hurry. Now we got mm-hmm. plenty of time, but I'm just gonna go ahead and jeer up. Yeah, gear up his mute. Jeer up. Yeah, jeer up. I'm just gonna go ahead and jeer up. So he go ahead and jeer up, and everything mm-hmm. needs his breakfast. Yeah. And then, uh, in a little while, he's in the boys, we got plenty of time. It ain't no. Ain't no need of nobody being in no hurry, but I'm just going to be poking along. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time, as they all went on into town, they'd meet him heading home. Yeah, heading on. He done sold out. Sold. <laughs> coming to the house. <laughs> yeah. Done made his money coming to the house. And 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 uh, I heard Mother tell a lot of time about Doc. Doc lived over on Hog Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know Leon's eyes, mm-hmm. don't you? That's his grandpa okay doc johnson there's your grandpa anyhow and he would come across the holler he would come across the holler to oak grove mountain 
and visit, you know, just out of stalking around visiting. And Mother said many a time he made it to their house at dinner time. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. and, and Herbert was our grandpa, and he'd say, Doc, come on in here and eat. Now we've got plenty. No, Herbert, I just ain't a bit hungry. I've been eating the peanut all day long. <laughs> I just ain't a bit hungry. But he keep on at him, and he come in there, and he'd eat much as anybody. Go ahead and fill him a plate. Well, while I'm here, I'm going to go ahead. And one of his main jokes was, Habit, do your folk like the backbone? And and Grandpa would say, yeah, Doc, my folks, they really like the backbone. Well, my folk just won't eat the backbone. They eat the meat off of it, throw the bone away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Them stories come down the line. I ain't forgot them either. Don't like the backbone. They eat the meat off they of it. They just eat the meat off, throw the bone away. <laughs> now, Gerald, do you remember, and Terry might have been there too, do you remember when you and T- uh, Tyler and them went over to turkey hunting? I'll tell you, one of them, that was when we was hunting. Over Tuscaloosa County is what you're talking about. I know one thing that happened was kind of funny. Sid, he's a good cook, mm-hmm. but he just keeps adding so much flavor and everything that sometimes it ain't what you want. And, and one morning he cooked the eggs, and he had chopped tomatoes and all kind of stuff in the eggs. And old Danny Thrasher, you know, he was kind of the ramrod of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I, I, of course, I didn't like the eggs either, but I didn't say nothing. Didn't say nothing. But then the next morning, the old daddy said, Terry, how about you scramble, cook the scrambled eggs for them? So I just can't eat them. Can't eat cooks. them no more. <laughs> they wouldn't like you liked them. Yeah, you go yeah. in there and scramble them for you. Sid gets after it. That's funny. Well, Mr. Gerald, Mr. Terry has told us some fine tales, took us back in time, especially the Blunt Springs. Man, that's good, especially... Whether you're from here or not, that's just a community in the past and just hearing about it when it was alive was a lot of fun. But that's going to do it this week at the Hayden Alabama Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Shane. I'm, Ter- Ger- I'm Gerald. And I'm Terry. <laughs> I'm and we'll Gerald. see you. Terry or something. One of these guys is Gerald, one of them is Terry. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>